Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. There's one more scripture passage I would like us to hear this evening from Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. But just when he resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. You know, I remember laying in bed at night as a child with anticipation of what my sister and I would discover the next morning, on Christmas morning. As a kid, of course, waiting was the hardest thing to do. The temptation to try to silently push your door open to maybe sneak out into the living room or to get a feel for what was in the stocking that hung on our bedroom doors. Was, it was a struggle. But it's a struggle that pales in comparison to what the multitudes in the Christmas story experienced. What Mary, what Joseph, the shepherds, and the many more people who found their lives turned upside down once the Spirit of God set the birth of a new world into motion. A world forever changed by Emmanuel, God with us. The Spirit continues to bring about newness just as it always has from the beginning. For it was God's Spirit that hovered over the formless form of creation in Genesis that welcomed a new world and a new heaven. It was God's Spirit that blew back the waters of the seas to let God's people go free from Egypt. And it was God's Spirit that descended on the disciples at Pentecost, granting them a new vision of life together. All of this was God's doing, and God's Spirit continues to do these new things in our midst in our midst, in a time where we find that we as a people in this world are tired, are weary, perhaps at times hopeless. But this gift of something new is something that is given freely, given to all who are in need of this gift, regardless of who they are, regardless of whether they are deserving or not. It is given to people just the way they are. There's a song about giving a special gift, and I feel like at one point I'm going to mention this song, and the age demographic will not lend itself to people knowing the song, but I think I'm still safe for now. I don't think I would be wrong in assuming that people would know the melody or the familiar song Last Christmas, recorded by the British pop duo Wham! in 1984. There's an iconic refrain in that song that sticks out. Last Christmas I gave you my heart, but the very next day you gave it away. 
This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. What's miraculous about the Christmas story, however, is that the special thing, the heart, the heart of God in this case, was given not to people who were special, but to people who weren't really special. It was given to people who were just going about their normal lives. What if we too, this Christmas, instead of giving our heart, our love to someone special, gave our hearts to someone who wasn't special? What if we gave our hearts in the same way the Spirit of God broke through into giving that kind of new life to people who were in need of that love? What if we gave our hearts to the homeless, to the hungry, to families fleeing from danger? What if we gave our hearts to people both here at home and people who are far away who experience life-threatening situations just because of their gender or their sexuality or what they simply believe? What if we put our hearts on the line for them? And what if we gave our hearts not just to those who were deserving, but what if we gave our hearts to those whom we were angry at or resented, not because we're absolving them, but because that gift of giving our heart frees us from any bondage or oppression that our anger tries to weigh us down with? What would happen if we gave our hearts to the unexceptional, which is what Jesus did. The Christmas story is one that is ever so relevant to us today. For there are still King Herod, there are still Pontius Pilate in this world who try to maintain power through immoral acts. There are King Herod and Pontius Pilate in this world who would go out of their way to villainize, to demonize, to paint in a poor light people simply because they don't like them, because they aren't like them. They don't fit into that puzzle piece they're trying to fit something into. There are still people on the outside, the margins, like the shepherds, the poor in the village of Jerusalem, and the oppressed. There are still people like Mary, people who possess a great truth, but find that people judge them when they tell their story with eyes of hesitancy and distrust. The Christmas story is one that should resonate with us now more than ever. And it especially reaches out to those of us who are waiting in darkness, those of us who are waiting for a great light to bring salvation and healing, which is what we celebrate this year, the great gift of light that entered into the world, enter into the world in the form of the Christ child. Friends, this Christmas Eve, let the Christmas story, the birth of God with us, Emmanuel, sit with you as we head into a new year. 
Let God's Holy Spirit stir and plant within you a new vision of hope, of love, deep within your soul. For the gift of Christmas that the Spirit of God offers contradicts everything we sense and know about the world. You know the way things always have been done. Be ready to hear something new and different this Christmas. Let your life be turned upside down by the Holy Spirit, who shepherds our journey with the infant Jesus, God with us, Emmanuel, for the moments when we feel there is no one by our side. All this reminds me of a poem, a portion of a poem written by Maya Angelou titled Amazing Peace, in which Maya Angelou writes, it is Christmas time, a halting of hate time. On this platform of peace, we create a language to translate ourselves to ourselves and to each other. At this holy instance, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ into the great religions of the world. We jubilate the precious advent of trust. We shout with glorious tongues at the coming of hope. All the earth's tribes loosen their voices to celebrate the promise of peace. We, angels and mortals, believers and non-believers, look heavenward and speak the word aloud. Peace. We look at our world and speak the word aloud. Peace. We look at each other, then into ourselves, and we say without shyness or apology, or hesitation. Peace, my brother. Peace, my sister. Peace, my soul. Friends, let us carry that peace that we celebrate this evening. Let us carry with us the life and the light we celebrate this evening. As we remember that Christ came into the world, not just for us and a select group of people, but came into the world to show us how to live and write the relationship with one another in love that knows no bounds. In love that knows no bounds. Let it be so. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.